I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Welcome back to In the Red with me, Anthony Hart, and you. Yes, you. You're here. I'm here. And I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. I look at the landscape of the world and the society around us, and there's a word that I think is absent. And you could begin to look at it and say, well, why? Or they need to fix themselves. And I, and I hope the title caught your eye. I hope you're flipping through podcasts and maybe this is your first time to be with us. Or maybe you've, you're coming back and when you're looking through the titles, the title of this episode really caught your attention. I, I hope, I hope I hung the right bait in the water, if you will. If you're a fisherman, you'll get that. If not, then you won't, but that's okay. You'll find that I just throw out different examples or try to get your attention with titles or whatever it is, because I think we're talking about things that can help us all in here. And if this is your first time, I'll go ahead and ease you in and let you know I'm a pastor. Yeah, I'm a pastor. And that may push you away a little bit, but give me a chance. I just ask that. That's all I can ask is give me a chance. I hope you'll find something a little different. I hope that if you've ever been wounded in church, if you've ever been attacked by somebody who is a Christian, I hope that you can find a space here that you'll find truth and love, if nothing else. I hope you'll find grace where places you've not been given it before. I hope that you'll find maybe a genuine connection with somebody who's just trying to figure it out. I can't promise you that I have all the answers. I'm still learning, which when you get in the word and you truly find those who have been called to follow Jesus, which that's what a Christian truly is, is a follower of Christ, then as we follow him, we have to continue to grow. I never find a place of arrival, a place where I know enough that I don't have to learn anymore, a place where I don't have to uh, ever continue to let go of broken things inside me. Because the learning and growing, I find so many times the unlearning and the pruning are just as important. Letting go of things that I thought I had figured out. Unlearning broken methods and concepts. That's the, that's the challenge for all of us. Realizing right now, regardless of what I think I know, I don't know enough. And even the things I'm convinced in, I may along this journey realize, wow, I've been wrong all along. But I know that if you really want to walk that journey out, God will reveal it in such a beautiful way. He'll always invite you into that space to say, you know what? I know you've done it your way. And I know you've gotten good at doing your way, but maybe there's a better one. And today I want to talk about this word, honor. Uh, Look at the landscape around you, if you will. Look at, we'll, we'll start at the top. We'll start at people who should be demonstrating honor because it's not happening. 
we're, we're seeing it time after time in the church, Christians, uh, being a dishonorable place anymore. Dishonorable attitudes where we see, I, I addressed this a few episodes ago about people's mouths revealing themselves, people saying they are something, but the minute they open their mouth, especially in emotional moments, that's generally where we reveal ourselves. You can hide yourself until you get into a place of emotion, until you get into a place where you don't have the answer and you're pushed on your heels and you get defensive. That's generally where your true character comes out. That's generally where you can tell everybody you're an honorable person, but the moment you're attacked, your dishonor will just pour out of you because it's not ingrained in your nature. It's become a facade. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And I'm not going to go back to that. You can go back and listen to that episode. But I think that segues beautifully into what I'm going to talk about today in honor. Because we serve in a society, we live in a society that is gradually, uh, maybe not in gradually, maybe it's a steep edge of the cliff anymore. We are depleting very quickly of honor. It's not in our political systems. Our leaders um, who should be doing it in honorable methods have, have gone. I don't care which side of the aisle you set on, the the flame spraying and just the the taunt throwing from both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat, has just gotten to a place where it's hard from our mind, our, what we know, it's hard to honor the offices of the people who have been voted in to support us, to lead us and guide us as a country. It's hard to honor those places anymore because most people who are sitting in them are dishonorable. Just their methods, their hearts, the reason they do it. Uh, most are doing it for control over you. I, I think too many people don't see that. You, you don't see that a lot of these programs that they're giving, and I put quotations around that, because there's nothing given from a political office, period. All the systems that we have in place where they tell you they're giving it to you, it's not being given to you. There will be some authority and control that is associated with that, period. All these things and, and assistance they give through COVID, guess what? That that egg will crack, and eventually that rooster will come. To uh, I don't even know the metaphor I'm using now. I'm, I'm a country boy, and uh, I'm trying to think of whether that uh, it will come to lay or whatever. What I'm saying is, eventually you're going to have to pay the piper. You're going to have to pay for that thing. This debt we continue to drive our debt through the ceiling. We're in the trillions, and eventually that is going to come to roost. I think that's what I meant to say. Um, we're going to have to pay for those things. But so all these things that are doing it under the guise of honor, the honor of the office really are just looking for the power and authority. And it's even happened in churches where the people in pastoral positions that have, have done it under the guise of being honor really are trying to get to that place to have some power and authority. Maybe they haven't had power and authority in their own life. So, and I'm not saying they're not called by God, but in that brokenness in their own life, they struggle to do it honorably because they're seeking after something, a broken method, a broken concept of what that place is. Like the moment you get that title, you instantly are worthy or deserving of honor. This is the problem with most people who have titles of what should be honorable positions. There's an assumption there that the moment they step into that place, you are required to give them honor. Now, let me say this real quick. You are required to give them honor, but we'll talk about that in a minute. 
not because of the title that they have, not because of the job they're doing or not doing. And that's where generally they re- re- they require honor regardless of the job they're doing. Many are doing it dishonorably and still requesting honor, still desiring that you honor them in that place. It's completely separate from what they do, which only allows them to do what they want to do and then expect something different. First thing I'll say to you is if you are in a place of honor, if you're in a uh, position or you have a title of something that in your eyes requires honor, it falls on you to act honorably. Yeah, people don't have to give you honor. They Most people won't unless you deserve it. But what if you begin to act honorably in all things that you do? Now you put the ball in their court to honor you because you deserve it. And those who dishonor you, I look at the scripture in First Peter 3, I think 17, and it says those who revel in your good behavior will be rewarded. So when you act honorably and you do things with the right heart, you don't have to worry about whether they give you honor or not. That's not what you're doing it for. You're seen in heaven. And those who revel or those who come against that good behavior when you're doing it for the right reasons, they'll be taken care of. It's out of your hands at that point. Because you're not doing what you're doing as a response to them. You're doing because you know that's what you're supposed to do. What if everybody in office, everybody who had a title or position in your job, maybe your boss, your pastor, your president, all of these people who had a title said you woke up today and said, you know what, from here on out, regardless of what I've done in the past, I am going to begin to walk honorably, which means I may have to own up some for some of the things I've done wrong. Ooh, that's a tough one, right? Especially if you're one of those leaders in those businesses, places, and you've done some things dishonorably. Well, if I own up to that, then the whole sweater unravels. So then we continue living a lie because we can't own up to our own mistakes. And most people who are struggling in that space right now, it just piles up and continues. It only gets worse and worse because when you just pile it on top, eventually it will come through. If you remember, uh, there's an Edgar Allan Poe story, um, I'm blank on the name of this right now, the telltale heart where he has buried a body. And I'm, I'm not talking about physically burying. So I hope nobody on here I'm talking to, but uh, in this poem, he's, he's killed somebody and he's physically buried them in his house and no one can see them. But in his mind, he, he begins to hear uh, this, this dead body talking to him and saying, he's going to out him. And he eventually outs himself and tells somebody what's happened in the house because it's inside of him. That's bubbling and, and, Push them to place. Your dishonorable methods have pushed you to place where you will reveal yourself. Um, but what if he did in the when it happened? It been to share. Here's how it happened. All those things, and I'm I'm saying like the bodies you have mostly are things that you've done against somebody, like wounded somebody, hurt somebody with your words. And then you just move forward. Well, that's not me. It was an emotional response. I just move forward. And you don't even repair that place with them. So uh, honor comes out of a place of restoration. You have to begin to restore the dishonorable things in your life. First, um, as a Christian, again, I'm a pastor. You got to release those to the one who can, the only one who can restore you in your honor. That's God. And that's why Jesus came was to take the dishonorable and and help us walk into honor, to be relieved of our past indiscretions. It, because 
people are people. They may never forgive you, but going to them and asking forgiveness is huge. It, it releases you from that place of dishonor. It's saying that's who I'm always going to be. Whether they receive it or not is on you. That That is up to them, and it's based off their emotions and, and how bad you hurt them. But that moment sets a new standard for you that this is not who I am anymore. And I'm sorry that I did that to you. And you may never give that to me. And that's not why I'm asking for forgiveness. It's not why I'm apologizing to you. It's to move forward for myself and do anything I can to, to walk away from this, knowing full well that there are still repercussions for my actions. But it requires each of us to begin to walk in a manner worthy of this position and the title and the calling that we have on our life. That's that's on us. We have to look at that in the mirror every day. And it, regardless of the dishonorable people before us that have held that position and title, regardless of how we've been taught to walk in that, regardless of how we even got to there, Today, I'm going to make that commitment that I'm going to walk honorably, and it's not always going to be easy. People who know where I came from may not give me honor because of what they've seen. You know, even Jesus couldn't find honor in his own hometown. Why? Because they knew Jesus as a little boy. We don't know what he did in his younger days, but they said, how can this dude be the Messiah? I've known Jesus since he was a little boy. That's not the way the Messiah would act. I had to clean his poopy diapers. I remember when he was picking on the little girls uh, in school. All the little things. You you all have a, a history and background. I'm talking very menial things, but we all have a history and background of things that we did growing up. And those people may never give you honor. Is that going to determine who you are? Because they don't give you honor, are you going to continually try to get it from them and try to do things? that No, you just have to walk in an honorable um, posture. So I think the first thing I want to say is, honorably, if you're in a position that uh, we look back, take yourself out of the equation, zoom to a hundred foot level and look down. And if you're in a title or position where honor should be given, then you are required to act honorably, whatever that takes to get restoration in that, to begin to walk that out, just to do it without any expectation of any return, just to restore honor to that place, to be different. Now, the second part I talked about earlier is about honor being required, even when you're not deserving of it. This is a Christian, this is a biblical concept that I think we fail to see because we love to be offended by people who are acting dishonorably. We love to be validated in our dishonorable um, assessment of somebody. That person is not worthy of honor. I wouldn't give that person honor if, if they asked me, if, if somebody said I had to. I wouldn't kiss the ring of that. You know what I'm talking about. Whether, whether it was the last president and you just hated because of the way he did business, if that's you and he operated in a dishonorable um, heart and towards and aimed it at people. And if you, I'm not honoring that person. Guess what? If you're a Christian, you're not doing what the Bible tells you to say. Or maybe. You're not a fan of the current president. He's not done enough. And he's just uh, whatever it is in your mind. He's not following up with this. And as a Christian believer, and he's not addressing these things that, that come against what I believe. And you know what? That's not honorable. So I just can't give honor to that man. Guess what? You're just as wrong as the other person. We love to point fingers at the other side of the aisle. We love to point fingers at people who are different than us and say, you're not honorable. But we, you have to realize in those moments, we're all as just as bad. If you look at the original Ten Commandments, and I say ritual because Jesus said there was two, but he really pared them down. But if you look at the Ten Commandments, it's things that we live by for the most part. Well, 
except for the first four, because if you don't believe in God or you're not a Christian, you don't want anything to do with those first four. That would help you if you really dialed into it, learning this creator and really those first four are honoring the creator in a way that when you understand him, then from a biblical perspective, you understand the image you've been created in and you begin to see the value in you through the eyes of your creator. Not the eyes of maybe a, a mom or a dad who had you and you've become a burden to them or beat you, whatever it is. Those, I mean, those are some very hard concepts to overcome. But understand that there's a creator who loves you and created you with purpose. And you have been thrust into this world where people uh, may use you and abuse you. But that is not a reflection of who he is. So when you get in that place of him, you learn his value. You begin to honor him. You don't want any idols. You don't want to um, use his name in vain. All of those things. So you can begin to understand your value. So then the next six commandments that we do live by. Um, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Um, thou shalt not commit adultery. These are things in the genuine population around us that we we hold people accountable for. Like there's laws against it. Um, but one of those that I don't think we do enough nowadays is honor thy mother and father. And I hope I'm speaking to somebody today. I want to really challenge somebody who's not had a good mother and father. You notice in that scripture, it doesn't say honor a mother and father who's worthy of honor. Yeah, it's quiet, right? Real. It's just, this is that, that dead silence for a minute. Because. We love to put honor on the person we're supposed to honor. We love to put it in their court. If you act worthy of honor, then I'll honor you. But what was being said in that moment is I'm trying to establish in you a posture of honor independent of what somebody's done for you. Why? Because it's really not about them. It's about you and your character. What if the whole world around us begin to demonstrate honor to people around them? Because it's hard to give honor and not walk in honor. You can't give something you've not received. You can't give something you don't have. This is my struggle when I see Christians who should be able to just give honor because they've received honor, not from people, but from God. Like there is an honor giving, uh, honor expression there that when they receive, they can give freely without anything uh, needing anything in response. When I see these Christians who just constantly dishonor people, they can't speak life. Everything out of their mouth is negative, 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 death, death, death. Like it is just so broken. But honoring your mother, father, what he was trying to do, what God was trying to do is get you to a place, if nothing else, with your parents, with your parents, if they did nothing else right, if they were dishonorable people, guess what? The fact that you have breath in your lungs and a beat in your chest means they did one thing right. They gave you life. And he's saying, if you can honor the fact that you're alive, then you can honor the fact that they did something right. They may do everything right the rest of your life, but that one thing give you an opportunity to live. And in that space, I'm trying to establish a heart and a posture in you of honor. Because what if you begin to honor that person that's dishonorable? Only things you speak over them are honor. Then they begin to look in the mirror and compare what you say to who they are. And then they have the decision to make. 
Is this who I am in the mirror? This dishonorable person? This is the things I want? Or do I really want to be who this person's saying I am? Like it gives them an invitation to something better. Now, at the end of the day, it's their decision to make. Are they going to be stuck in that place? Or are they really going to say, you know what? I love the way they talk about me. I love the things they say about That's who I want to be. Because nine times out of 10, when you speak dishonorable things over a dishonorable person, you're only validating what they already know about themselves. You're only putting the the death nail in the coffin to say, this is who you will always be. There's no invitation to be better. There's an accusation of who you are. This is where giving honor where honor is not due. See that giving honor where honor is due? Giving honor where honor is due, it has zero to do with the person that's there and it's honor to a place that that person stands. I'll, I'll give you scripture. First Peter um, 3, or actually First Peter 2, 16 and 17. Uh, actually 17. And the title of this, like in the English Standard Version, it gives titles of some of these chapters. And this one's Submission to Authority, which is not one we like to hear, right? Because if authority is not worthy of submission, then we won't submit to them. But Peter in First uh, Peter chapter 2, 17 says, honor everyone. That's pretty, it's a period right there. Like there's not a semicolon, it's not a comma, it's not like a, a disclaimer and some parentheses at the end. It literally is two words and it speaks volumes to what we are supposed to do. Honor everyone, because now he's trying to change the language in the world. If we as Christians just begin to honor everyone, there is now an invitation to be honorable. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. So love and this is hard for us to see some love the people, I'm gonna say church people, love Christians because you're doing this together. If you can't love in that space, guess what? If you can't love and give love in that space of those who know God, then you can't go give love outside. You start giving uh dependent love. You start giving uh a bargain basement version of love. Oh, I love you. No, you don't. I see your actions towards me. Like giving honor is loving. Fear God, honor the emperor. Now, this is very valuable because uh, the emperor at the time was not a Christian. He did not operate in Christian beliefs. He did not love God. He didn't honor what Peter was all about. Actually, the emperors of this time were in the Roman Empire. And if you know anything about the Roman emperors, go back and look prior to them accepting. Because we, we see Rome today and uh, with the Catholic Church and all of those things. And we think in our limited understanding that they've always associated with this. No, no, no. In the beginning, the Roman Empire, they despised Christians because they represented something different. Jesus was this king in the, to these people. So now you're putting this king over the emperor. The emperor saw himself as king of the world. And anybody who rejected that was killed. Nero, Emperor Nero of Rome, he used to soak Christians in oil and burn them as torches for his parties. Now, now let's look at the words that Peter just said. Honor the emperor. What? Give honor to the person who's murdering people who believe like you? So we see two, two instances in the scripture where we are required to honor the dishonorable. Just to give honor away. 
Why? Because our honor is not restored when somebody gives it back to us. Our honor is not restored when somebody honors our position. Our honor is from heaven. Like if he calls us to hold a position, then he gives us honor in that place. And when we act honorably, then we just give honor to those around us. We restore that title and that position for those who are to follow. We give them an invitation to walk that in that same manner. That's why Jesus came and did. Jesus came and lived honorably, came and spoke honorably. Why? Because any of us that who are called Christians now that come after him, that's the requirement. That's the invitation is to walk like him, walk in an honorable method and give honor to those who don't feel worthy. Even the president you don't agree with, even the president who did not operate by God's standards, who even may he said he may have said he was a Christian. But when you watch his life, you're like, that's not demonstrating Christian. You are called to honor them. Actually, it says in Scripture to pray for them. Pray for your leaders, not the ones just you agree with, not just the Democrat or the Republican side that you want to be a part of. Pray for them all. Not that they would be stronger Republicans or be stronger Democrats, but that they would really see this call by God to change their lives. What if there became a Christian party today? That would throw a whole lot of people for a loop, right? Now, I will tell you this. I am one of the biggest proponents of separation in church and state. Why? Because I know state is a man-made organization entity. And as long as they're connected, it will be fractured and broken. I think the church should operate completely different. They need to be separate because I believe when the church gets stronger, stronger, it can begin to affect the state. When you get Christians who can operate in the political parties by their honorable call, not by what they're required to do in those parties, then they begin to stand out as different. They begin to operate in those places. I, w- I would love to vote for um, not a Republican, not a Democrat, someone in between. But the problem is there's not enough of those that can get backing. So I believe we're in a season where you're going to see people in those parties begin to operate, stand out as different because of the call on their life. Begin to challenge some of those broken mo- concepts. And I think that's where you're going to see this third party grow is because people are going to be getting uh, disenfranchised with the good old boy club on either side of that. What has been? as they begin to see the dishonor that's developed in both of those places. That's just what I hope and pray for is that people can begin to walk in this honor. Now, another scripture I I would give you is this one in Romans in 12, uh, 12 and 10. And it says, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Like outdo one another. Now we're being pushed to this place. Like, you're supposed to give honor to a level that's more than the person beside you. See, I know there's somebody here that's rejecting this Christian concept. I'm not a Christian. I don't even, you people are horrible. See, this is what's happened and developed because Christians haven't done what the word says. We tell people, you need to do this or you're going to hell. You need to change your life. And then we, we just gloss over this. Well, I'm a Democratic Christian, and there is no way that I can give honor to these uh, right-wing, you know, they, oh, they're they telling them you give control over women's bodies. God said honor them. 
Well, I am a Christian Republican, and there is no way that the Democrats, after they're going with abortion and they're saying all these things, you're just killing innocent children. There's no way I can honor that. And that's not what the Bible says. Romans, Paul said, honor them. Peter said, honor them. Jesus honored them. You know how we get honorable people into this earth? We begin to speak honor over people. We begin to give it in heaps to people. We begin to speak honor over our spouses. We begin to speak honor over our kids. We begin to challenge our kids to speak honor over their teachers. We begin to speak honor over our president in conversations where people are dishonoring them. We begin to pray over them. Because realistically, our words have zero effect. If someone dishonors us or we feel dishonored, guess what we're called to do? Honor them. Not jump on Facebook and dishonor them in the public square. Not tear them down and destroy them verbally to make us feel better in some broken concept that it would restore our honor. Nope. You want your honor restored? Give honor. Here's what I'll challenge you. If you want to be something, you have to give it because then it flows from heaven through you. And that's where restoration occurs. I hope this has challenged you today. I hope you can look in the mirror. And if you're dishonorable, this you begin to say, how do I change it? I hope you look in the mirror and you've been the one that just generally just walks around dishonoring people to elevate yourself. Or to say, you're not worthy of honor because you should be doing it better. I hope you begin to say, you know what? I've got to get better. I hope you're a Christian that has lived a broken and suddenly these two scriptures have stabbed you in the heart. Have pierced you all the way down to your inner core to say, I've missed it. I have news. It's okay. These are those moments that God says, I see you. This is that invitation to be better. Not an accusation of what you've become. Take that step. Pray. God, forgive me. God, give me a healthy dose of honor that I could just give it out. Give me an abundance. I know I'm afraid for an abundance of money. I'm afraid for an abundance of all these things. God, give me an abundance of value, a value, an abundance of honor that I could just hand out to those in need, that I could speak honor and value into this earth into these places that have become dishonorable. Help me to be a part of the solution, not an accusation of the problem. Challenge you today. It takes all of us. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. 